0: Hey y'all, you're listening to episode 44 of Eco Chic, a podcast all about practical science and sustainability. My name is Laura. I'm really proud to be hosting this podcast and bringing you information all about climate change and personal sustainability tips. So, things that should totally be common knowledge, and we're all just working into our everyday lives to be more responsible citizens of the planet. If you enjoy eco-chic, please, please, please leave us a review and a rating on whatever your preferred podcast listening platform is. It takes no time at all. You can do it while you're listening in the app right now, and it helps me so much figure out what y'all want to hear, and it lets me know that you guys enjoy the podcast and the content that's being put out. So I'm really, really thankful for anyone who's gone ahead and sent us a review I love getting DMs from people being like, my friend sent me this. I'm so thankful for your tips on X, Y, and Z. I love when people share it on their Instagram story. That makes me so happy. But all around, I just want to say thank you guys for listening. I'm so excited that we're on episode 44 because I feel like I'm counting down to 50 and I'm just like really excited for it to come. So again, thank you so much for the last 44 episodes of support and please go ahead and leave a rating. If you missed it, last week was our first week of Eco Chic with two episodes. So as of right now, every Tuesday, there's been a new episode of Eco Chic out, which has been really fun so far. But we're adding some more content, and now every other Thursday, there will be an additional episode. So we're getting a total of six episodes a month. So last week on Tuesday, we talked about beer and all of the environmental considerations that go into the brewing process. And then on Thursday, we talked with Jesse of Tiny Yellow Bungalow all about zero-waste vegan cooking at home, which was also super informative, and I'm so, so glad to have had that conversation as well. So last week, there was a lot of good inspiration if you're interested in going back and listening, a bit. And so there won't be a new episode on this Thursday, but we're going to have a new episode next Tuesday and then that following Thursday as well. So that will be like the second every other Thursday for the month of February. But today I'm really excited to be bringing you a conversation about nail polish. So I feel like lately we've been on this like clean beauty kick here on the podcast, but I feel like every conversation I have whether it comes from a business perspective or a, a like particular product that you're purchasing, there are a lot of really interesting angles that you can think about personal hygiene and beauty products and clean skin care and things like that when it comes to environmental principles. So we do talk a lot about health on this podcast, which this is not like a primarily health podcast. I didn't go to med school or anything. I have a master's degree in climate science. So I'm interested in the environmental aspects of a lot of these things. But I think there are a lot of really interesting ways that we can think about a particular product and a particular brand and how it aligns with our values. So not necessarily just environmentally, but just our morals as a whole. And for that reason, I'm really excited to be bringing you this conversation today with Hype Nail. I specifically spoke with Valentina, who have been kind of emailing back and forth for a couple months because Hype is based out of Miami, where I'm originally from, and I was really looking forward to meeting them over Christmas break while I was home and there was just like some scheduling conflicts but finally we got to talk and I was so excited to just learn a little bit more about Hype as a brand. So the reason that I originally looked into Hype Nail is because they are a seven free nail polish brand which if you're not familiar is a really really powerful statement to make when it comes to nail polish. So originally nail polish kind of started getting some attention when it came to the chemicals in it a few years ago and you might have heard the term three free, and then later on, five free. So, I want to kind of break down the first three free, and it has to do with the most common chemicals found in nail polish. And I, again, am not a chemist, so I'm sorry if I'm butchering these names, but it's Tulane, Dibutyl, phthalate DPB, and Formaldehyde, which are all found in the most common nail polishes. So, those are the three most dangerous common chemicals. And then later on, four other dangerous chemicals were identified in those more common nail polishes, being skin irritants, some might are associated with like disorientation, seizures, a lot of different issues that you could find in your body. And it's interesting because we don't really think about nail polish always as something that's going to be directly absorbed into our body. But again, it's something that you're putting on, it's something that you're wearing for days at a time. So it is kind of important to think about what you are purchasing and putting onto your body and just absorbing little by little every day. So it is really important to me to start thinking more deeply about nail polish. And for that reason, I was really, really excited to find Hype because they're actually a nail polish brand that has so many great colors, and it feels just like any other trendy nail polish brand. And one of their slogans on the website is just that you don't have to give up being trendy, being fashionable for your health or for being environmentally conscious. And I think that's a really great way to look at it because I'm a big believer in the idea that sustainability can be attractive, you know, like hence the name eco chic. That's our whole thing. Sustainability is a good book. So with that, I'm really excited to be having this conversation because we also get into things like animal cruelty and animal testing and why hype does not have to animal test and how that really should be a standard. And then we also talk about shifting the market. So Valentina does talk a little bit about different influencers and bloggers that she's worked with, and then also things that she's learned at different conferences about indie beauty brands and how consumers really have a lot more power than we give ourselves credit for. So I think that this is a really powerful conversation. Also, just in the space of like how you vote with your dollars and how you are pushing for particular brands to succeed and it's like basic economic theory, I guess, if you want to look at it that way. It's like, if we're demanding cleaner products, the market's going to deliver them. So I think that this is a really, really interesting conversation for a lot of different reasons. Hype was generous enough to go ahead and give Eco Chic listeners a 30% off discount code, which I'm so excited about. The code is just Chic, all one word, and you can find Hype online. Valentina's going to get a little bit more into where you can find their products. But again, I'm really excited for y'all to try out these products. I really believe in them. I really enjoy them. And I'm such a nail polish person. So, like, I'm really standing by my word on this. With that, I hope you guys really enjoy this conversation with Valentina of Hype Nail. Before we get started, I was hoping that you could introduce yourself a little bit briefly and introduce Hype as a brand.
1: Yeah, of course. So, my name is Valentina. I'm actually the marketing associate for uh, Hype Nail. We are a plant based nail polish. So, we're located here in Miami. We manufacture and do our own products. The um, founder's name is actually Andrea Sid, and she comes from a pharmaceutical uh, family. Her dad and her brother are both uh, in the pharmaceutical industry. So with the help of her family, she decided to create her own brand because of the gap she saw in the market on really high-quality, toxic free nail polish. And can we talk a little bit about that term,
0: toxic-free? Because I'm really interested, before we started recording, you told me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, of course. So uh, Hype is actually 7-free. So we're free of those seven, the top seven chemicals that are found on regular nail polish that are really harmful for you. Uh, we do like to call ourselves toxic-free because we found that uh, many of our customers don't trust our brand when we send, say that we're 7-free. because it kind of just signifies that the brand is not going to work, that it's going to peel off and that it's just going to be a nail polish that does not uh, stand to quality standards that they're looking for. So we decided to go with Toxic Free, letting everyone know that we are seven free. And if you go to our website and look at our ingredients, you will find out that we are actually seven free, but this way we're, making sure that we're also saying that we're high quality. That makes total
0: sense. And when it comes to ingredients like those chemicals, those yeah. seven chemicals that we are looking to stay away from, what are some of the things like in traditional nail polish that we should be staying away from
1: and some of the things that we could find in Hype as a replacement? Yeah, of course. So one, one of the tops, for example, is Tulane. This one's really bad, and specifically if you're pregnant, it is advised that if you're pregnant, you should stay away from regular nail polish because one of those chemicals like this one can be harmful in the development of your children, and the others are also known for maybe being related to cancer. What HYPE does, though, is that regular nail polish has a petrochemical base, a petrochemical alcohol base that has all of these chemicals. What we do is that we replace the petrochemical alcohol base with alcohol from plants. So plants like corn, yucca, and potatoes. So you know how you can make vodka out of potatoes, for example? Of course. Yeah, so that's what we do. We just create the alcohol from plants and replace that instead of the petrochemical base. So the formula itself, it's going to stay the same It's just that where we get our alcohol from is from nature. So the formula, the performance, the quality of the nail polish is going to function just as a regular nail polish without all of those nasty chemicals. Oh, that's so interesting that you can also just make alcohol from so many different...
0: Um, natural ingredients, which is very yeah. intuitive. But then at the same time, I'm wondering, like, is there any, like, special potatoes that you have to go for? Or is there just, like, is there some sort of, like, ingredient sourcing that you have to think about when you look at these kind of, like, more grocery items almost?
1: Um, No, honestly, it's very simple because since it's alcohol, the end product doesn't change. So it's not like we have to go to a special farm or something like that. But we do make sure that it is... With this vegetable, so our base, it's completely natural. Interesting. And is there anything like the coloring that you have to think about when it comes to plant-based nail polish that's different? So coloring is going to be also color. We do have a list of colors also on our website if you guys want to look at it. But those colors are known to be harmful for you. So we did stick to the colors, knowing and researching That it will not be harmful. So that's also why we're able to offer very soon in February 45 shades because we want to make sure that we're not limiting our women or men color wise. So you have the same option in colors as any other brand and you can just be healthy while making a choice with very, very, with a very wide selection of colors.
0: Interesting. I like that. Forty-five colors is mm-hmm. a lot of colors when you come to think about how they're all plant sourced.
1: Yeah, so Andrea, the founder that I mentioned, she really wanted to make sure that we had a white selection because how it came to be is that she was actually getting married and she's very conscious of what she puts on her body. She was looking for a very high quality nail polish that would stand her wedding day because of course when you're getting married you don't want your nails to chip and she just wasn't finding a high quality toxic free nail polish. So when she started developing the idea of creating her own, one of her top priorities was that she saw in the market that toxic free nail polishes had a very limited selection of colors. It was usually like four nudes and maybe a red. And she wanted to offer more than that. I think that's a really good point because I feel
0: the same way. I feel like someone told me once about 5-free, 7-free, and as soon as I started looking for it, I felt kind of at a loss, you know what I mean, which is why I was so excited to find hype nail.
1: Yeah, you like, you know, nail polish is so personal. Like, it depends on your mood when you're painting your nails, the color you want to pick, and being limited in order to be healthy, you shouldn't have to do that. Yeah, you need to have the ability to have a lot of options and choose and not stick to the four colors that people think natural people want, you know?
0: Yeah, I completely understand because, like we were saying earlier, there's something like some sort of stigma around sustainability that it Mm -hmm. can't be attractive for some reason. And I feel like that is such a good representation of it. Like natural nail polish in general, if I can only pick from like light beige to dark beige, that's not going to work for me.
1: Yeah, and honestly, we've found that, one of our top sellers are very colorful colors that you would not associate with an environmentally conscious person. But it's, it's part of how you represent yourself and people want to be able to express themselves through color. So it makes sense.
0: Absolutely. Something that I was just thinking about, sorry to like kind of, take a left turn on this conversation. I'm wondering, (laughs) um, is there any sort of special like considerations that people should have when disposing of nail polish? Because in general, you're looking at something that is chemical based. When you look at something like hype, that's more plant based. I feel like it's safer to think about throwing away after it's expired.
1: Yeah, of course. And we do get this question a lot because you do need to be conscious on how you do that. So, I mean, if frequently frequently questions, we have, uh, is there a proper way to dispose of unwanted nail polish? So, you should never, never throw it on the garbage or down the sink because it can pollute local water supply. So, that's something that we should be very conscious of. Uh, instead, you should take your old nail polish to a household hazardous waste facility for safe disposal that won't harm the planet. So, that's an option. It might be be a little out of your way uh to do it, but it's the safest way to actually dispose of nail polish.
0: Huh, that's so interesting. For some yeah. reason that didn't occur to me that you could take nail polish to a hazardous waste facility because mm-hmm. you don't think of it as hazardous waste, which yeah. I think is also interesting. Like when you're thinking about the
1: toxic, chemicals Mm -hmm. that are in traditional nail polish? Yeah, of course. So regular nail polish, if you're environmentally conscious, for sure you should take to a hazardous waste facility. Our nail polish, we do also recommend to take it to a hazardous waste facility because even though it doesn't have those chemicals, it still has alcohol, which is flammable. It should be taken into consideration.
0: Oh, is there any other special, not necessarily disposal considerations, but considerations with nail polish Mm -hmm. in general that people don't
1: always think about? Well, in our case, from a logistics side, uh, we do have to be very considerate on how we ship the product because of the fact that it is hazardous. So we just need to be very careful because it could potentially create a small fire if something went wrong. But honestly, it's such a small amount that we just take those precautions and are good to go.
0: Oh, so is there any sort of, like, special packaging for that, or you could just put it in a box because there is such a small amount of alcohol?
1: So usually uh what we have to do is that there are stickers that identify that a product is hazardous and flammable. So we just have to make sure that that's outside of the package we're sending. So either FedEx, USPS, UPS, or a bigger shipment company for distributors is aware that the product inside is flammable and they take care of those other procedures to make sure that the package is in a safe location.
0: Interesting. I guess whenever mm-hmm. I go to the post office, that is something that they ask. But I would, again, never associate nail polish mm-hmm. with, you know, flammable, toxic chemical, et cetera, but that makes total sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, for example, uh, we do sell on Amazon, and we are not able right now to be on Amazon Prime. And one of the reasons we're not able is because of that, because the product is actually flammable and hazardous. So, hopefully, eventually, we'll be able to be Prime, but as of right now, Amazon would rather us send the product directly than them having it at their warehouses. Love that. Okay, so
0: that's -hmm. that's great. And I think that's interesting that you're taking those steps ahead of time to kind of consider all the angles of your product and, like, how it's being shipped because Mm -hmm. I'm so interested in just, like, the logistics of such a specialized, like, sustainable business, a small business especially. Yeah,
1: Yeah, and, and you know, even, like, an, an environmentally conscious business like this, you do have to have those things into consideration. So even if you're looking to create your own product. It's good to learn those little details that you might come across in the future.
0: Sure. The last thing I wanted to touch on before we kind of wrap up is the idea of being Leaping Bunny certified. So I was hoping that you could talk a little bit about what that means and how that affects you.
1: Of course. We love, love, love Leaping Bunny. They're great partners. So Leaping Bunny means that we got the certificate from them that states that we are cruelty free. That we do not test on animals. So it means that in every step of our production shipment logistic, there are no animals involved. And honestly, this should be a standard today. There's so much technology in order to test products that do not need animals involved. So we're very proud to work with them. They're great, great partners. Uh, we love the products they promote. We love that they promote us as well. And it's just a very great community to be a part of. When you say technology
0: is that you don't need animal cruelty Mm -hmm. to test a product, is there anything like really notable,
1: like exciting coming up in that like technology sphere? For us, what we mainly do is that we put our products on, it's like a stabilizing machine that we have. And the product stays there for maybe a week. But the time inside the machine that the product would have been inside, the equivalent would be like three months. So that kind of shows if like an element of the formula is not working and it could potentially give you an allergy or something like that. It will show that element changing in a very short period of time for us. So we make sure that absolutely everything that we come uh, across and that we create goes through that stabilization process so we know that it's good to go instead of putting it on an animal to see if they react.
0: That is so interesting. I never really thought about the alternatives to animal cruelty. Like, I like to Mm -hmm. look for products that are leaving bunny certified. I think that's like a really yeah. good symbol of uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: a humane product. But I never really thought about what the alternatives would be when it comes to technology. Yeah.
1: And honestly, before I started working at Hype, Now, I didn't as well. I just looked for the logo or something that would tell me that it's cruelty free. But after starting working here and I walk to the lab all the time. I work very closely with the person that does product development in our company because I'm always coming up with new colors created with influencers um, and bloggers. So I work very closely. And after I started seeing all the process and how he handles all of those tests, I think that being cruelty-free is a must today. There is no excuse. There's so many different technologies. this is the one we use, but there are also so many other things that you could do that to avoid this.
0: I so appreciate that you said that There really is no excuse for being yeah te- for testing on animals. There's really no need mm-hmm. for it nowadays, and I feel like people care like people are looking for something that is cruelty free,
1: yeah, and for example, um, I was working with an influencer, she's amazing, her name is Gusie Fit. And one day she told me because we are cruelty free that she, she's not very, she's more into fitness and good nutrition habits, but she isn't very aware of the cruelty free world. And she went to a pharmacy and grabbed a product and started telling all of her followers like, oh my God, I love this product. And she was so excited. And afterwards her followers told her that actually that brand tests on beagles and she owns a beagle like, her dog is a beagle. So, like, when you really get educated and find out how animal testing is done, it's going to hit closer to home than what you think. I am so glad that you said that,
0: because I feel the same way, you know, I feel like there's some things that you can't really pick and choose what your Mm -hmm. feelings are, you know, like, some people are very against what's what's the word, like just large cattle raising farms, like meat packing facilities and things like that. But if you're still buying the product, you know, it's not necessarily like you're not being a hypocrite, but you're not like putting all of the steps together in your head of like, where did your food come from? So I think that the idea of animal testing while still being an animal owner, an animal lover, whatever it might be, is something that we're not putting into our like central consciousness right now.
1: For sure, and one thing that I think it's kind of developing right now is the the 360 view of what being conscious is, because before people were focusing mostly on what they ate and nutrition and staying away from those cattles that um, are terrible, but now people are starting to realize that it's not just what you eat. It's also what you put on your body and how you take care of yourself. There are other products that are not necessarily linked to nutrition that also um, encompass that fact of being a conscious person in your lifestyle. So it's what you eat. It's the shampoo you use, the cream you use. It's everything. It needs to be a 360 view of your lifestyle. Uh, Thank you so much for saying that because I preach that all the time. I think that
0: environmentally conscious lifestyles, it's really about like mindfulness. I always like to say that, Mm -hmm. that I'm just like, I'm just encouraging people to get out there and like just educate themselves a little bit and connect the dots because at the end of the day, you're so right. It isn't just about what you eat. It's about everything that you're voting with your dollars. You're really choosing what brands you're supporting and the practices that they have. And even just things like looking at demand, like if we are demanding more toxic free nail polishes, those are the companies that are mm-hmm. going to thrive. And that really works yeah. in any sort of arena when it comes to sustainability.
1: Of course. And the customer has so much power. Um, I last week was at the Indie Beauty Expo and the Beauty mm-hmm. X Summit. And we found out that uh, at the Beauty Summit that indie brands, like independent brands, that are usually focused on those kind of values, um, have been growing so fast, and that big companies, publishing companies, are looking for those type of indie brands because customers are demanding those types of products. So we do have the power to decide what goes on the market, and how we want to buy and what we want to buy. We just have to make sure that we're educated on what we're buying.
0: I think that is such a good like just token of wisdom to give everybody just like educating yourself and making sure that you are pushing the market in a direction that is what you want to see. And I think that's just really, really powerful. Valentina, before I let you
1: go, could you tell everyone where they could find hype? Yeah, of course. So uh, we are currently online on both our website, HypeNail.com, and on Amazon as well. If you search for Hype Nail, it'll come up. And um, we love, love, love Echo Cheek. So we decided to give the listeners of Echo Cheek a 30% off if in our website they use the code ECHOCHICK, um, just one word, and you'll be able to get 30% discount on your whole order. Thank you so, so much. I'm so excited
0: about that, and I can't wait for people to try it because I'm really just so impressed that this is a product that exists, and I'm so excited to see where you all go as a brand.
1: Yeah, of course. And just remember, you don't need to compromise in order to be healthy. There are brands out there that are going to be as high quality as those that we are used to. So just do research, educate yourself, and make sure that you find those brands that are going to be great for you.
0: I hope you guys enjoyed that chat with Valentina of Hype Nail. I really enjoyed it. I had such a good time listening back to it and then just chatting with her back and forth a little bit afterwards because I feel like she spread a lot of really interesting wisdom when it comes to businesses that we want to support and why your nail polish really matters. The choices that you make as a consumer really make a difference in the long run and I really do believe that we all have to just be a little bit more mindful and conscious of our consumption. With that, don't forget that EcoChic on HypeNail.com will get you 30% off your order, which is really exciting. It's a product I really believe in, and I think that we should all be thinking a little bit more deeply about the choices we're making when it comes to beauty and personal hygiene. Before we finish off this episode, I usually like to end episodes of EcoChic with a question that I've received via DM or email or whatever it may be, perhaps in real life. And this week's question actually is like Valentine's Day centered. It comes from my friend Carly. She reached out to me a couple days ago and was just like, I'm living a little bit far from my friends this year and I want to send something for Valentine's Day, something that's really low-waste, not a lot of packaging, and not super expensive. And Carly came up with a really, really great idea of sending her friends cards and then inside she put little tea packets and the flavor was love. I thought that was really sweet. And then the suggestions that I gave her were things more like that you could do closer to home. So I really like the idea of getting a little potted plant, like a succulent, three or four dollars, from your local nursery. Because a potted plant will last longer than some flowers that you're going to get on Valentine's Day. Flowers are usually wrapped in plastic, especially if you're buying them like from a grocery store or something like that. And a potted plant just is more long-term. I also really like the idea of sending mail in general. I love sending mail and something that my mom really appreciates. I used to do this all the time when I was at UNC. I would send these postcards of personalized photos. They take about a week and a half, but I would use this app called Postagram. And they I wanna say they were like 99 cents a piece and you order them maybe like a week, two weeks in advance. So it's a little short notice for Carly or anyone else to send them to their friends for Valentine's Day. But it's just personal. You could pop out the photo and it's a really easy way to send mail without really like having to go through the trouble of like designing a card, printing out photos, going to the post office, whatever. So I think that thinking about things that are just like thoughtful and personalized this time of year with thinking about low packaging, low waste and the environmental footprint of your gifts is really powerful. So I encourage y'all to think a little deeply about the gifts you're going to give your friends on Valentine's Day. If you're in a romantic relationship, there are definitely ways around like the heavy packaging, um, the plastic wrapped cardboard box full of chocolates, etc. So I appreciate that Carly reached out and asked that. I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to do for my friends this year, but I'm thinking about it. I'm also trying to think about package-free items I also love the idea of maybe getting from the bulk bins like some chocolate covered strawberries or chocolate covered raisins or things like that and then putting them in cute jars and like writing little notes for each of your friends. I think that's a lot of fun and really cute too. I feel like sometimes people are a little weary of giving away package free candy But it's not like Halloween that you're giving it out to a bunch of children. You know what I mean? Like parents aren't worried about it. If it's your friends, shopping from the bulk bins and doing a really cute personalized little jar is a great way to do a package-free item, pretty low cost and super low waste. So yes, with that, I encourage y'all to think a little bit more mindfully about your gifts, not just on Valentine's Day, but like all year round. You don't necessarily have to like give someone a whole bunch of plastic to show them that you love them. That's it for today's episode of Eco Chic. I hope you enjoyed. Please don't forget to rate and review and subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts. If you want to get in touch, you can DM us at Eco Chic Podcast or on my personal page at Laura E. Diaz. And then you can also send me an email via lauriediaz.com. All of these things are always in the show notes. I love to hear from y'all. So like, please keep in touch. I hope you guys have a really good week and I will see you next Tuesday.